This week on Nintendo Main, we talk about Nintendo arcades and other arcades. More specifically, Galloping Ghost. Galloping Ghost. Nintendo Main. We are your hosts, myself, Trey Johnson. How's it going? It's me, Jared Mikowski. And we are here together in person. We are sitting on the same sofa. No hiss this time. We are <laughs> we are we are uh, recording live. No uh, no Skype hiss. Now we can look at each other while we interrupt each other. It's true. Um, I apologize if I sniff a lot. I've been given a really bad microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, 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 wait our date, our podcast there. <laughs> uh, and, t- and today we have Trump. I just, I just want to tell you, I, I, I ran the best business. No Trump impressions on this show. We want people to still listen to this. So yeah, we did, uh, what did we do today? We went to, we went to an arcade in Brook, in whatever the fuck it is. Brookfield, Illinois. <laughs> Brookfield, Illinois. I get them all confused. There's like Oak Brook and Brookfield and Brooktown and, and like Lakeland. I think it's one of them. I visited I <laughs> Brookfield a few times when I was growing up because there's a zoo there. There's a zoo there. We drove past it on the way there. Um, I don't much like the zoo. Last time I was there, all the animals seemed kind of miserable. It was also like dead in the middle of summer, well, like, like a 95 degree. The monkeys were summer. mad. The monkeys were too depressed to throw shit. It was bad. <laughs> they wouldn't even throw their shit. They were so angry. So angry they didn't throw shit. No, it's an it's a arcade that I've been to before. It seems to have expanded over the years. I think I was there like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. It's like a maze. It's, it's very easy to get lost in there. Right, so we went in there, and I'm not sure, was that the owner that you spoke, you were speaking with when we first went in, or was that just an employee? Yeah, that's Doc Mack. That was the owner. Cool, yeah. That um, I talked to. I, should, I, I, I wanted to mention that I had talked to him at that expo, but I didn't. I was going to be like, hey, I talked to you for a second at that arcade video game room expo. He probably doesn't remember, but yeah. I don't know. He seemed very... You could have given him a card. He seemed very enthusiastic. You could have given him a card, well, too. You, know you, you, to had, a card. you had a card. You could have given him a card. Trey mentioned to him that uh, <laughs> there was an arcade he wanted to play previously. There was. And uh, when he was there last May, not this previous May, but a year ago May, uh, he was unable to play this arcade, and he was mentioning it to the owner oh. of the arcade. Oh, I just asked him if there was uh, if there were cabinets that were unaccessible. Because the first time I went there, well, the first and only time I went there before this time, I wanted to play the Spider-Man arcade game, and I was unable to do it because it was in their expansion wing that was being worked on so it was inaccessible but it was inaccessible this time and i played the whole way through it but according to the owner there had been several expansions since trey had last been in there something like three didn't he say yeah he told he told me that uh he told me that when i talked to him at the arcade expo i think i said the same thing there too that was like last time it was there like part of the stuff wasn't accessible and you were expanding then and then he's like, oh yeah, we're expanding again now. Can you tell me what you did with the Spider-Man arcade? That's the whole reason I came here. Let's just tell me where it is, please. It's place is huge. I, I went in and I was just, I don't know, I was in awe of the, uh, just a huge room full of arcades, the ambient sounds of 
all these different games. The ambient sounds the of 100 arcades, like, yeah. making noises at the same time. Imagine if you fill a baseball stadium, instead of with fans, there are just a bunch of arcade games in the seats. Just, just saying, like, weird stuff. It's weird because some of them, like, some of them are loud and some of them aren't loud. Like, when we were playing with a Spider-Man game, like, there was, like, no sound from that. But, like, the arcade behind us was, like, ah! <laughs> like, so <laughs> it was loud. loud. It was loud. Some were really incredibly this, loud. This guy was playing it, and I just kept hearing, like, all this, like, screaming, or it sounded like cats were getting killed or something, whatever he was doing back there. Oh, that was Cat Killer. It was just all, the, all these noises, just like, rawr, 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 rawr. Yeah, and they're all... I mean, they're all in different states of, or all in different conditions. So some of them have more worn out screens than others. So you get a nice bright. Did you screen play a, some of them. Did you play Street Fighter One? Did you play that one? No, because their screen was awesome. It, it looked like it was made like it was made out of water because it like it like did this the whole time. Oh really? It like constantly shook. It made it looked like it was made out of water, and it was just like rippling up and down. It was it was pretty hypnotic actually. Whatever's going on with the screen, I don't know. Well, these are old ass CRT screens, so I but it, imagine. But yeah, it was like it was doing like the you know when you have the flashbacks in the old movies, the Wayne's World, the doodly doodly, it looked like that. <laughs> I mean, that game's awful, but it uh, <laughs> it, it it looked pretty cool. There was a game called In the Hunt. I didn't play it. It was a submarine game, but it had actual water. Oh yeah, in the top of it with a little toy submarine. Oh nice, which was really interesting. Made sure and took pictures of it in the hunt. Yeah, I looked in the. Uh, I looked inside. They had some nice fish tank rocks in it, and a little bit of moss growing on the rocks. There was some game that I was playing that looked cool. It kind of looked like the sequel to uh, Space Harrier, sort of, but like better. And you were you were in like this big like hovercraft type thing on the water. It's called like Aqua something or other. Oh, anyway. Hydro Thunder. <laughs> no, not Hydro Thunder. It's older than that. It was cool though. You were like, uh, you, you like had a, there was like a gas pedal and you could go faster and you're like shooting planes out of the sky, like kind of as you would with Space Harrier, except you're in this big, like, fucking air floating thing. That was cool. I had fun with that. That was over in the section by like that Metal Gear game, which I couldn't figure out how to play. I guess I, I don't really know where to begin topically. I guess we could start out with the Nintendo arcades we played. If we could kind of remember those. Oh, because there was... were several Nintendo branded arcades there. Sure, um, I figured. Yeah, I figured we would just talk about which games we played. I will say that uh, I didn't get to hop on Donkey Kong because there was a different person on that. There was always someone wanting to get on the Donkey Kong machine. Oh, there was there was yeah. somebody playing. It's possible, you know, if I would have waited patiently, I could have hopped on it. But yeah, there's all the Donkey Kong machines. There's Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, and Donkey Kong Three. There was the first Mario Brothers. It's Aqua Jack. Oh, Aqua Jack. That game was fun. That looks pretty cool. That was a fun game. So it's all sprite-based. Yeah, it's fun. Mode 7 action. It's fun. It was cool. I liked it a lot. New Super Mario... Or, not New Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Versus. We played New Super Mario Bros. No. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't see Versus there. Yeah, I played that for a little while. Uh, I love that game. Um, what it's is... It's so strange playing Mario with a joystick. What is different What is different with Versus than the normal Mario? Well, I'll tell you... Uh, what I noticed was power-ups were in different places in the first couple of levels. For instance, 1-1, one, one, there's no mushroom, or there's no one-up mushroom in that hidden spot after the first three pipes. There was not a fire flower directly across the pit. It was just bricks. And uh, the, the Invincible Star was in the same spot. So that was the first level that was mostly, it was mostly the same. It's roughly the same game, but what does is, what is the verse have to do with it? Is, there, is that a multi-component? I'm not sure why. I think that was just a series of arcades they made, and they were called the Versus. 
arcades. Yeah, but like Excite Bike Verse, that was a multiplayer game. Well, yeah, so I guess it was a multiplayer game because there were two sets of joysticks on it. Um, but I still think that the Verses might have been just a type of cabinet that. Because there was a Castlevania one, too. Castlevania Verse? Yeah, it wasn't there, but I saw. I've seen it online before. I thought I saw one, but it wasn't working. I, I swear I saw a, a Castlevania Verse cabinet there, but it wasn't on. Oh, well, that's possible. Because I was like, oh, I wonder what that is, but it wasn't. There was no light on, so I couldn't play it. I was most excited to play uh, when I, once I saw it. I was really excited to play the the Namco Mario Kart. You played that before, right? Or I've never not? played it. Before. You never played it? No, oh, I, I played it a bunch of times. They I have it at like it. They have it at like David Buster's and like. Uh, I thought we went to. Didn't we go to? I've never played. It I, th- I thought you, I thought I thought you went to GameWorks with me. Nope. When you were here last time. Nope. I thought we went. We went to Logan Arcade. Oh, okay. I thought we went to, like, when when you came up here by yourself, I thought we went to GameWorks. Or Logan Harbor. Because they, they have it at GameWorks. It's like a two, it's like a Dave & Buster's type place. It's like a two-level thing. Nope, that's the first time I played it. It was fun. I couldn't figure out how to power slide. I don't know if there is power sliding in it. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Brakes seemed useless, but there was a brake that you could use. Uh, maybe that has something to do with how you power slide by using the brake, but I couldn't really figure out how to make it work. Well, well you can't jump in it. You can't jump, um... Everything just looks a little off because it's not first party. So, like, the, the blocks that you get the power-ups out of are more like... They're like hexagons. Hexagon, yeah. flat hexagon coin things. Yeah. And then uh, all the power-ups are different. They are. Well, there's different... And they tell you what they are. There's, like, the ones that's... There's, like, the heat-seeking ones, and then there's the ones that you throw down. And there's one that's, like, something where you hit somebody as they pass you. That's, like, one of them. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's fun. I mean, I've played it quite a few times. It's a completely different game. It plays. It feels different. It It feels different than most Mario Karts. I mean, you can say that for sure. Right. That's what I really liked about it was that it was an all new Mario Kart game, and it has uh, and it has Pac Man and the ghosts in there. So Pac Man was in there. They're Uh, they're part of it, and I think Miss Pac Man's in there too. Yep, she is. But uh, what's fun about that game is it takes a picture of you and puts your face on the screen with uh, the. Whatever, like the hat and maybe some facial features. Well, it's the, a shame that they didn't have a multiplayer characters. one because that's like basically what it's for. Right. Like when you play, like if there's like four cars, it takes a picture of your face. So whenever you pass somebody, it shows your face above your car. So they know like that you got passed by what whoever's playing, you know, is the idea of it. But it was a fun game. I played it for a good 20, 25 minutes. Also, it's comfortable to sit down and play mm-hmm. those I games because it feels like you're yeah. really in a car. I actually didn't play it this time just because I've played it so many times that I didn't, I don't know. I thought about it, but every time I went to it, somebody was in it, so I didn't get around to it. But I played it before. It's a lot of fun. I wish they would have had, like, a multiplayer one, though. It's more fun if you're, like, actually racing people and not just the computer, but you can actually race each other. Were there any other Nintendo ones you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, F-Zero AX. Oh, yeah, buddy. F-Zero. We both played that one. Yeah. There were a lot of games there that were on Nintendo systems. Like, they had all the Mortal Kombats. Those were all Nintendo. They had the... The Street Fighters, those were on there. Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghouls, Ghosts and Goblins. Ghouls and Ghosts and Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins, well, I was a little disappointed. Karnov. You couldn't. <laughs> that was on NES. Yeah, you couldn't go left in Ghosts and Goblins because the joystick was broken. So that kind of ruined the game. You, I, I mean, the game's it. already hard enough. They have to make it so you can't go left also. That's exactly it. Um, but yeah, we finally got to play uh, F-Zero AX, the uh, Japanese arcade. Which I had no idea that it was that it was that crazy that it actually like tilted like as you raced. Right, you're, you, it has a seatbelt, and I recommend if you ever play this game, you put the seatbelt on because it'll tilt you a good. 
I'd say about 45 degrees. I was like hanging on there. I was like, ah, what, why, how do I go back? Yeah. <laughs> and some of it didn't, did, did you, did you race the outer space level? No. Did you try that one? You should try that one because I felt like most of it was like, from like, <laughs> I'm jerking from like side to side. Most I really felt was. like the, that something was breaking underneath my chair is kind of what it felt like. Oh yeah. No, it did. <laughs> like something was wrong, but. Yeah, whenever you like hit a car, it sounds like somebody's like beating the bottom of it with a bat or something like that. <laughs> but what I thought was cool, and you pointed this out to me, was that it had the uh, yeah. the port for a, a GameCube memory card. Yeah, it did. No, they were they were uh, they were cross compatible or whatever you want to call it. You could use your you could use it to unlock stuff on the GameCube game and vice versa. You could use your saves from the GX for the AX. Were you able to use the AX saves on other AX machines? I think so, yeah. So you could take your record with you to yeah. a different machine. Yeah, and I also noticed that there were racers in that game that weren't in the GX game. Like, half of them were, like, new racers. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. But um, somebody data mined uh, F-Zero GX, and the entire game of AX is in there, is in that game. Like, you can uh, you can actually unlock it through, like, a game genie, which is pretty crazy. And it has an extension that you attach to your chair, and it makes your chair tilt. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it doesn't do that, but it should. But yeah, that was really cool. Like I had never seen that or even thought that I'd ever see it. So I was pretty psyched to see it. It was very cool. And I played a, I played a game called Ikaruga that was on a Nintendo system. <laughs> it was yeah, on a that Nintendo was on GameCube. A GameCube, yeah. Yeah. That was something I hadn't played in a while. But I played that. I mean, it still looks beautiful. Talk about Bullet Hell. That's a Bullet Hell game. Well, I remembered some of the stuff that I did. You know, I kind of remembered how to play it. Like, cause I would, you know, I had strategies that I would do to eat the, eat the bullets and all that. But it's still a lot of fun. Maybe we'll do like a sofa edition of that or something. It's pretty mesmerizing to watch too. It's very pretty. It can kind of hypnotize you and make it kind of makes it harder to play sometimes. Yeah. Sure, that's kind of like how that uh, what was it, Darius Twin game that we played? Well, we played a sequel to Darius Twin. It's called Darius something. It was definitely a Japanese. It was game. called like Cosmos Brothers or something like that. <laughs> it had some sort of weird after thing on it. But yeah, it was a Darius game and. Uh, it was a really, really cool cabinet. It was a sit-down cabinet that was enclosed, and up to four players could play. And the screen was like, I don't know, I'd say three HD TVs in a row, pretty much. I think, Yeah, it looked like it was two. It was three because there was one big panel. So maybe it was two, but it was one like big panel that the aspect ratio wasn't like a normal HD TV ratio. Well, the, and there was the third a- one was a was a mirror and the screen was down in the cabinet and it was being reflected up onto the back because that was on the far right oh yeah so they were using that the mirror trick you'll see in a lot of old arcades to i don't know why maybe just it made it easier to fit it all in the housing of the arcade you know you can get the original darius twin game on virtual console for wii for straight up wii i have a feeling it's not going to be quite as impressive no but i mean the, the, it was a super nintendo game the first one was darius twin and you can you can get the Super Nintendo version of it, but I, I don't. Mean, this I don't, one's like Darius Twin Five Thousand or something. But yeah, I don't think we get, mentioned that. Uh, get the original. One. What's great about Galloping Ghost is you pay a flat fee, and from what I understand, what the guy told me, you're paying for the whole day, and that doesn't mean you have to stay there. We could have left and gone and done other things and come back with our ticket. So if you want to get the most out of a day at Galloping Ghost, get there when it opens, get a ticket, and either stay there all day or uh, leave and. Do some other stuff and come back and play some more games. Yeah, you can go. You can like go eat and then uh, and come back. It was Darius Burst. Darius Burst. Yeah, there's a couple of them in here though. Fantastic music in that game too. Oh yeah, it was very epic. Probably the loudest of the arcades we played <laughs> uh, because it had 
speakers inside of the cabinet. You know, you, you're, you're sitting there with a nice little surround sound set up. And, oh, don't forget that it had headphone jacks and uh, volume control. Yeah, there are headphone jacks in a lot of the Japanese arcades, I noticed. So that's just something they do over there, I guess, hasn't really caught on here. But I even saw a headphone jack on, on an older... I was playing an older uh, like flight sim. I can't remember what it was called. It reminded me a little bit of... What was it like? Afterburner. There we go. It reminded me a little bit of Afterburner. It was it was a little bit better graphically, but it was a big machine that I think at one time probably tilted similarly to the F Zero machine, but that mechanism wasn't working anymore. Oh, you but mean it the had one, a headphone jack on it. The one that was behind the F Zero machine. Yeah, it yeah. Had I, I didn't. Jack. I didn't get in that. I wanted to play that, but was it worth playing? Yeah, I was played it, cool it for a while. It had a little bit of voice in it. It would it would warn you of when a sharp turn was coming up. <laughs> Um, it was a fully 3D game, but in a in the overlaid sprite way that Afterburner was. Oh yeah. yeah speaking of games that talked that you got into, I played uh, Sinistar for a minute. You played that game? I live. Yeah. <laughs> Beware, I live. <laughs> Sinistar is a genuinely scary game. I like Sinistar, but, but this one was one that you had to like sit into, and it was like super low, so you're kind of like trapped in there. And then Sinistar was like, you know, running around and chasing you and yelling at you. I like that game. I suck at it. I can never beat Sinistar, but I just think it's funny to hear him like talk to you and then chase you and eat you pretty much is what what happens. There were a lot of old arcade games with voice. I imagine there was a time where that was just the cutting edge thing to have vocal samples in. Oh, sure. Games. I mean, that, that was probably like their claim to fame at the time. The the Sinistar was, was that it was like, you know, that it would talk to you and people probably probably did get freaked out about it. Because the guy was looking right at you, the player, while he's talking. He is. So what else did you play? There was so much stuff in there. We I were split up so for a while. Crap. Uh, not crap. <laughs> I played so, played so many great games. I played a Silent Hill game. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get Hill to arcade. play that one. It was there was too many people in it. The way they had it set up was really cool. So you go in, and um, it's a big. I think it was like a projection screen TV. It was old enough that you weren't just getting a nice big HD TV. So the screen was a little faded there was some burn in on it but the way it was set up you stood inside of like an enclosed area with all this dangling fabric hanging around to kind of yeah there was like a fan too, and there was right? a fan yeah. blowing and i thought it, it was pretty effective at creating the mood for that game because that game has a lot of like i don't know if i'd call it jump scares but you know just a lot of stuff popping up uh from different sides did it, did it blow like different temperatures on you no it was a real fan oh, okay it wasn't part of the arcade. It was just a fan they had set up. But it did create, like, in my peripheral vision, created, like, I kind of kept thinking maybe there was one of those things actually in there with me. What was really fun about that was uh, using both of the guns at the same time, which... Which I, you can do that. I should have done from the beginning, and I had been playing it for a good five or ten minutes before I was like, well, no one else is here. I might as well grab this other gun. Yeah, and it's all free play. And I did, and so became can, twice so as much fun. With it. Yeah. I felt like Lara Croft. <laughs> but it was great. Um, and then and then you hiked your pants up like above your knees. There was this other game to the right of that with what looked like a uh, PlayStation Move controller. Yeah, that game sucked. I played that game. It was something where you had. It was like a Castlevania knockoff because you like played a long, as a yeah. you played as Vampire Killer and he had a whip. Is that what it was? What he was called? Is he was called Vampire Killer and he had a whip. Oh, I thought you were like a wizard and that was your magic wand. Gee, that's <laughs> no. how little I understood of what was happening. No, you had a whip. Well, there were two different characters. You could play as a woman with a gun or a guy with a whip, but the guy with the whip was called Vampire Killer, 
and he looked exactly like Simon Belmont. And you would basically shake this wand in the air, and he would whip things. And it didn't really work very well. I played it. I played it. it seemed for, like the calibration was off. I played it for like about a minute, and I was like, "Okay, this I can't do this anymore." I don't know. The whipping was the whipping was tedious. That's what's so strange about that about paying a flat fee to play the games, though. Like I would have never just walked away from my arcade while I was still playing it, no matter how much I disliked it. Yeah. You put money into an arcade, you're going to play it until you get the game over. Sure. Screen. That was, a, that was a cool thing, though. I mean, that's what you realize is like, like when I was playing a Street Fighter the Movie Edition, I was like, you know, I played it, played it a little that bit. That was the best game there. <laughs> it's basically like it's kind of like a, it's like if Mortal Kombat made Street Fighter or something is what it looks like, but like worse, you know, where they have all the actors in there and it's just ridiculous. Chun Li never looked more ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like you know, you play. So I, you're telling me you walked away from that game. Yeah. Well, I played with it. I played with it for a little bit, and I was like, I would like beat a guy with Bison, and I did his like Psycho Crusher a few times. You know, I'm playing it. And I'm like, this game sucks, and I'm like, but you know what's cool? I don't have to play it anymore. I'll just leave. That's what I did with like Superman and the and the Batman Forever game. Also, I played it for like a second. I was like, eh, not for me. I played pretty far to the Silent Hill game, and then I decided to just walk away from yeah. it. I played through the Spider-Man game, played through all of that. That one was great. That was a pretty cool game. I got to fight like 10 Venoms at the end at once. This is, this is a great that's a great ending. That is a really interesting mechanic where at a certain point in the level it'll zoom out. Yeah, I like that and game. Then and then it turns into, into a shooter, shooter sort of. Like a side-scrolling yeah. shooter. Something like Contra, maybe. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, there was no other game that did that. And then it does like the... And then it'll zoom back in and you'll have like more of a more of a final fight type more stuff. More beat, beat him up. But it was such a rare game, and I've only seen it, I think I've only seen it in maybe like two places. Like the comic book store when I was a kid, and Galloping Ghosts. Like the only places I've seen that had that game. You know? Like nobody. Like I've seen the Captain America one in a lot of places. I've seen the X-Men one like everywhere. But that Spider-Man one, I never see it anywhere. And it was a game I played when I was a teenager, so it was really nice to play it again. And I played through the Punisher game also, which I haven't played through before, but... It was still fun. I mean, you get to walk around and shoot people. And there's blood in it. And it's made by Capcom, so like the graphics looks really nice. And the cabinet I was playing was, was real smooth. Like All the buttons worked really well. There were some cabinets that were really clean there. Like The Mortal Kombat ones were some of the cleanest, nicest cabinets I've played. But they have like Mortal Kombat competitions there, so I'm sure that's why they keep them so, in such good shape. And there's definitely some games there where I would have had to ask one of the employees if they knew what the name of it was because it was an import a Japanese import game. I played one that was a, like a uh, was a shooter from like the late '80s. I think it was from '88, where you're riding uh, like a Pegasus, and it's sort of like Greek mythology theme to it. And that game was a lot of fun. It had a lot of really interesting, like kind of well, what on the Super Nintendo was called Mode Seven. So, oh would, sure, like, zoom in. You would you would you would zoom in and out as to to create the illusion of you getting closer to the ground and further from the ground at certain points. And I had to fight a giant Medusa head. That was cool. Oh, that would have been fun. I wish I would have found that one. And then you, you're trying to save the some woman, it seems. And uh, at one point you fly over this giant mirror and she's underneath. And she tar- starts talking to you, but I don't know what she says because it's all Japanese. But she's crying, so I take it she's still trapped and I didn't actually save her after the first level. And the game over screen, uh, when I ask you if you want to continue or not, her, she's there. And if you choose no, she starts crying. Oh, weird! <laughs> no pressure to play more. There, it's just, it's just you keep. She just keeps crying louder and louder until you put a quarter in. These arcade machines are definitely 
you know, modif- a lot of more modified than they'd have to be to create the free play mode because I don't think all arcades have that built into them. I think it's just like a switch, like yeah, a dip like switch, a switch thing that you just make it free play. But some of them have like buttons that you push to add to add credits. Well, and there was one machine I was playing, and I, I wish I could remember what it was. It was another shooter. There are a lot of shooters. Yeah, there's like a whole room of shooters. This one was a lot like. of fun, though. It was from 1996. I do remember that. But uh, it's a it's a shooter where you have like a whole like squadron of other ships helping you while you're fighting, and just crazy power ups where you're filling up the whole screen with bullets and you're fighting all these tanks and stuff. But I thought I couldn't figure out how to continue with the free play mode and I hit the switch down at the bottom and it switched to another game. <laughs> and I was like, Oh crap. While you're playing it? I was like, crap. I didn't mean to like cancel my game. I wanted to keep playing that game. So I hit the switch again and it hadn't even canceled the game. It was just like, it, just it was like right if you switched it, yeah. the AV signal on your television pretty much. Like, oh, that's crazy. So I don't know what exactly they had going on with that arcade, but it didn't even have like, there wasn't even a frame around the screen. It was just, the screen was just kind of like laying in the cabinet. But oh, it was sure. a fun game. I played it for a good fifteen or twenty minutes. Yeah, I saw some of those that had like the that had the smaller had the screen like on the bottom. It's interesting. I was trying. I'm trying to think of what else I played. I played a little bit of. Uh, there was only one pinball machine up and running. Funhouse and Funhouse, and that's creepy as shit because it has like a ventriloquist dummy head talking to you. Oh, and it was kind of dark too. Like it seemed like the, some of the lights were out, so it was really, really creepy and dark. But there was one point where I like m- the ball went down the side. You know how it happens in pinball; like it goes over to the side, and you can't do anything about it. You lose the ball, and it, the thing looked at me and said, "That makes me very unhappy." And I stopped playing after that. <laughs> I just, that was that was enough of that game. Didn't like it talking to you. I didn't play very many beat 'em ups. I really only played the Spider-Man game with you for a little while. I tried playing a Spawn game at the same time I was playing that, but that didn't go so well. That game looked awful. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was a boss rush game. Oh, weird. So it yeah, was it actually yeah, boss from rush From watching you play it, it didn't, look, it didn't look like you could really tell what was going on. No, I was running around looking for just a boss within a level, and then I had to kill him and then do something else in the level before time ran out. And It was really hard to do that while I was simultaneously playing another arcade game, so well, I sure. gave up on it. Yeah, I played Judge Dredd for a minute, too. Kind of like that spawn game. Wasn't very good. It was made by Midway though, and there was a secret appearance of Goro in there, so I thought that was like the best part of the whole thing. Like the very beginning of the game, it's like a guy walking a miniature Goro across the screen, <laughs> like the little, like the little claymation, because it did, you know, because they did the same thing, like where it's all like, you motion know, it's, it's all like motion capture. Well, old old motion capture where they just took pictures. I don't know if you noticed above the Mortal Kombat cabinets, but they had signed pictures of all of the actors who were in the Mortal Kombat games. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they had like lines of all of them. They were all autographed. So like they probably e- had an event there at some like, point. Like time even all the way up to event. like even all the way up to like Quan Chi, you know, <laughs> they even had him, which he wasn't even. You know, he had, like the guy who played him was only in like Mortal Kombat mythologies, but they still had like the actual where there was an actual actor because he was a. Uh, he was Polygon most of the time, because Quan Chi didn't come around until Mortal Kombat 4. But I played that. I played one Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3, and 4. I, I, you rarely ever see Mortal Kombat 1 cabinets. So It was really nice, too. They had them all lined up I was fine in a row, that. so you yeah. could just hop from one of the... Yeah, two. just 1, 2, 3, and 4. I Same went, with the Street Fighter arcade. I went, like two, I went from 2 to 1 to 4 to 3, is what I did. So I went out of order. But... And they had, like, Killer Instinct 1 and Killer Instinct 2, like, uh, after that. I didn't play either of those. Cause there was Primal Rage 2, I played enough that. Yeah, there were, there were a couple Primal Rages. Like, all I, all I played was the first one, so that other one. There's a lot of shooters and a lot of fighting games. 
They had War Gods. You remember that game? It was a 64 game. No. It was a Midway 64 fighter. It's like sort of a 3D Mortal Kombat kind of. It was like a, it was an early 64 fighter, but they had the arcade version of that, which was pretty hilarious. They had some kind of Sonic game that looked a little bit like Sonic 3D Blast. And it had a different character in it, and it looked like a total. It looked like a total bootleg sort of thing, but it said it was an official Sega game on it. And one of the things that made it seem especially fake was it said "now with more blast processing" at the top, <laughs> and it was this uh, uh, extra character that hasn't been any any other Sonic game was in it. And I can't even remember who it was. I didn't play it. I just watched the demo for a second. Oh, was it Blaze the Cat? Because he he was in the it wasn't adventure. Blaze the Cat. It, it was like it wasn't Amy. It was like a different hedgehog or something. There was a shadow. No, it wasn't shadow. Yeah. It was it was a character that has not been in any other Sonic game, as far as I can tell. There's been some weird ones in the dream, like the uh, 3D Sonic games. But I heard that that new one, that new one's good. The new, like the newest one, like the 3DS one, the Sonic Fire and Ice, whatever the new one that's come out for Nintendo is supposed to be good. Cool. Believe it or not. Well, the handheld Sonic games tend to be the best. OGN gave it like a 7.5, which is still a good score, I think. I mean, for a Sonic game, since they mostly get like 4s and 5s, I think. I was pretty excited when I saw Dragon's Lair, because that's a game that has a bit of, for me, like I guess, some personal nostalgia, because my dad used to play it all the time when I was younger, and claims he was one of the first people to beat it, most likely, because he beat it within a couple of weeks of it being in arcades but uh something was going on with that game um i think the laser disc was messed up in it because it was not there's nothing consistent about it that you would you would start the level out and all of a sudden you would start the game and all of a sudden you would be in some random scene within the game like either you'd be swinging across a rope or you'd be in a room drinking the potion but you never actually were like entering the castle and all that so it was like more ridiculously hard to control than the, than the game is anyway. It was pretty much impossible, and it was yeah. it was really skippy too. You know? It was like the, watching a DVD that was all screwed. The game's already really hard to control, I think. So if it's skipping all over the place too, then that just makes it completely impossible. There were uh, two other of those machine those laser disc machines there. They had the second Dragon's Lair, and they had Space Ace, but neither game was on. So most yeah. likely they were experiencing technical difficulties with those as well. Uh, for sure, yeah. It didn't. It didn't look like they were on. Like I walked past them, and I didn't. I didn't see anything. I was still pretty happy to see that game there, though. Just had a chance to play it for a second and sort of get a feel for what it would have been like to play that in the arcade back in the day. Oh, what did they have? For sure, they had. Um, what's that game called? Those game? those Sega games from the late eighties that were like um, they had the fake three D. Like it was a disc, and it was like live action acting. And in uh, you know those games I'm talking about. The, oh, wait, the hologram ones? The hologram ones, uh-huh. Yeah, I used to play those. There was a mall in, in Bloomington that I used to go to, and they had a they had an arcade there called Tilt, and uh, I used to play those games in there. I played the time-traveling one a bunch, where you have to, like, turn and shoot whoever or dodge whatever. It's, like, a weird game, and I played, and I played that one, and I played the fighting one also, but I just kind of played it, like, as a nostalgia thing, just because I remember playing it. But they're, they're kind of like Dragon Slayer a little bit, where, like, the control's really goofy. And you just have to, like, do one specific thing at one time that you can't do at another time. And even though it's, it's not animation, weird. it's still, like, the same as animation because it's, it's it, live video. Yeah, it's live action stuff, and you're, live like, action. a cowboy, and you go to these different times. Like, I made it I made it through the first, like, I made it through the first area. I beat the western area. And then I went to the future and got killed by some, like, I don't know, some, like, miniature monkey or 
purple gas or something like that. Every time you mess up the uh, this wizard guy comes out, this super over animated guy, like it's just kinda like wiggling all over the place while he's talking at you. Yeah. And he just says something along the lines of Well, why'd you do it that way? You should have turned around before you shot your gun. Yeah. And There's also a skull. Like it also shows a skull like before you get killed. Right. It shows this weird like person in a skull mask. Pretty much and a f- like makes a face at you before you before you get killed. I consider it like your the failure animation. You know you messed up, and then you yeah. find out afterwards. You know how you're going to die. Usually you get shot, but some people some people stab you. Well, in the future you're getting possessed by like purple gas and stuff like that. But still, yeah, that's a weird game. And and honestly, like looking at it, kind of like gave me a headache. <laughs> you know, with the 3D ness of it and like the hologram. It wasn't very bright either, and yeah. I don't know if that was it just was, because it was it's weird. Old. It kinda- or maybe it was always kind of... And it was really, it was flickering, too, so it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. kind of hurt my eyes. The newest arcade they had, or rather the one they had acquired most recently, it wasn't the newest. Thief. was called Thief. I played a little bit of that. It was definitely a Pac-Man clone, but it had... But it's an old game, right? It's obviously not a new game. Oh, yeah. I think it was from like maybe like 1980 or 1981. It had speech in it. Um, it was really hard to hear. I, if you saw me playing it, you might have saw it in my head like... Pushed way Dude, it was it was like, <laughs> like well like what you're you're a thief evading the cops and they're talking to each other so you're hearing like look out he's going this way he's doing this uh, suspect is over here doing this so it's kind of got a cool like almost grand theft auto feel to it but if grand theft auto were in the world of the original pac-man so when you grab you're, you're going around grabbing dots on roads with cops cars chasing you and then when you grab a money sign, the cops become vulnerable and you can destroy them, just like the ghost. For sure. But it was still kind of fun. I played it once. Totally. I played Missile Command. Did you beat my beat Mike Awesome score? <laughs> no, I didn't. Know. Or Mike Awesome, the the guy who uh-huh. uh, <laughs> said he uh, don't get chumpified or whatever. Don't get chumpified. He's the one. Himself a specimen. He's the one yeah. who helped Steve Weeby get the controversial arcade board. Yeah, he said he supposedly had a had a high score in Missile Command that no that nobody ever respected or ever put into the Twin Galaxies. The Missile Command arcade was very strange. It was a really small machine. It was probably about the size of maybe one of those like old fortune teller machines. Probably about four feet tall. And then it was a uh, screen. You had to look down at the screen, and then there was a basically a shade that went over the top of it. Very strange the way it was set up. But it was fun. It had a trackball. I like games with trackballs. Trackballs are fun. Yeah, I didn't. Fi- yeah, I didn't find it. And then three balls. buttons to control each. You know, one for each area of the map where you're firing. Sure. Your gun from. So that that was fun. I played that one for a while. Uh, there are so many games. It's hard to keep track of everything I played. Uh, there was a Bonks Adventure, and it was the Bonks. I tried. I tried that one too. That one was really confusing. I think it was actually called like Bonk Arcade Edition or something. Yeah, it was a completely different Bonk game. Like it didn't play like the regular Bonk, and you didn't have you didn't have the turbo button either. Like from were the there sixteen? Were there sports balls in the original Bonk? I don't remember that being a thing. It might have been. I don't know. Each each level has. I only played the first even one. the boss levels have you find a sports ball at some point in you know baseball or basketball or football at some point during the level and then you got to try to keep it to the end and then when you get to the end if it's a ba- or if it's a basketball it'll be a basketball hoop or if it's a football it'll look kind of like a goal post yeah and, and you'll you be to able to score or something at the end to get bonus points the boss i fought was kind of fun the graphics are very charming it looked really good it looked 
like like a late release Sega game, maybe. It was a Turbo Graphics game, I'm sure. Yeah, you could select whatever level you wanted to play, and um, every time you beat, I think three levels, you could fight up any boss you picked. So it gave you freedom to get through all the levels at whatever in whatever order you wanted to, which I thought was pretty cool. That's something I, I hadn't seen. I believe there in was an a before. I believe there's a bunk release for NES. Like it, it's a Turbo Graphics their mascot, but there was one that was released for NES. There's some other mechanic too, where there were like these happy face balls that were attaching your head. Yeah, you yeah, I saw that too. That was weird. Didn't really understand what was happening yeah. there. I think they might have kind of acted as, as like a shield, maybe. Like maybe they were like body armor, so if you got hit, it would take one of them away. That's kind of sort of what I think was happening with it. Um, but then if you did like you know the bonk move where you go head first down to smash something, then you would lose all of them. So you had to be careful with it. Yeah, it was really strange. It was a really strange game. There are a lot of uh, vector-based games, uh, Missile Command being one of them. Yeah, there was some like uh, spiderweb game right next to that, like to the right of it that was vector-based. Yep. Did you play that? Where you're actually some kind of robot spider Yeah. in your web trying to defend it, I think. And Tempest was there. I played that, the one where you like move around on the outside yep. and shoot stuff. Yeah. And there was a really old one from 1980 called Red Baron. I played a little I saw that one, yeah. <laughs> that one was super archaic yeah. in how it worked. Like You didn't even have a sight for your bullets. It was just kind of like a salt and pepper smattering on the screen that kind of implied that you were shooting. Sure. And even stranger that it was supposed to be Red Bear in like, you know, World War One style yeah, I thought uh, it kind of looked like that. In vector, vector I thought it kind of looked like that new vector game that they have, you know, which we, we've seen before. Like somebody actually made a new one. I forget what it's called, but it looks similar to that Red... Red Baron game. I always like to play the vector games because I'm fascinated and I don't really understand how that graphical technology works. But did you play Star Wars? They had Star Wars there. They did. I didn't see it. Yeah, it was over. It was like in that room on the other side of where the Silent Hill was and all that. Okay. Nope, I didn't see it. They actually had the Return of the Jedi arcade also, which isn't vector. Um, Empire Strikes Back is vector, and the original one's vector, but the Return one is like an isometric thing which is sprite based which is weird because it's so much different from all the other ones but they had that one also i played a level or i played a game called i believe it's called angry planet if that's what it's called (laughs) i played i played it i think it's at the logan hardware also but oh yeah the one where you're a planet and you move around well and you're fighting other planets that have moons and they're pissed off they all look like earth with like four red moons spinning around it and they're trying to attack you and i think that's how you play that one that one's fun The controls are really interesting because you have a joystick to move around the screen and then you have like this thing that rotate, like an actual knob that you rotate to spin your ship around as you're moving to fire in the direction you want to fire. For sure. So that's one thing I really love about arcades is all the, uh, you know, all the... All the crazy different stuff. What you could call gimmicky controls if it was made for console. Did you play the Exterminator game? Did you find that? No. Where you control a giant hand and you're, and you're swatting wasps in the air. <laughs> I found that game. No, that sounds like Mario Paint. Yeah, kind of, except that it didn't. It was so, it was so weird. Like there was a button to like slam your fist to the ground and, and you're basically have it, you have a joystick that you're moving this big giant hand around in this room and there's all these like wasps and like mosquitoes and stuff that you're trying to kill. And if you hit, and you hit a button on the, um, joystick, the hand like clenches. Like, it's going to catch the bug. <laughs> so you go around, like, trying to catch bugs. And I got stung by a wasp. It was, like, such a strange game. Ow. But it was all, like, kind of kind of mode 70, 
you know, with these like floating hands, and you could and you could like it had two control controllers, so you could turn them both on and have two hands floating around and smacking bees out of the out of the air. It was weird. It was in that. It was back in that room by Bonk. It was like on the other side of Bonk. But I played that for a minute. There's that Beavis and Butthead game. I have no which, idea what was going on. Which, with that I, game. which I think was like released later. It was like a they made it before and it like just got released. There, that one was at the Retro Gaming Expo. So I had a little bit of a little bit of experience with that one. But yeah, that game was weird. Also, I, I played it. I played it for a while. I don't know. I played some gun games. I played a. I played Terminator. I played the Terminator game for a minute, which there, that was which that was on Super Nintendo too. There were a couple of strange ones that we couldn't really figure out what was going on with. Uh, one you played that Metal Gear game. Yeah, I, I so never, it was called Metal Gear Arcade. It was it called was Metal Japanese Gear Arcade, and I couldn't figure I, I couldn't figure out that there was a joystick on the gun. So I basically sat in one spot for like ten minutes and just shot people as they came to me. Well, it's and I one think of those, I ended up winning, but it's it, a bizarre game. It's got a lot of options and a lot of menus you navigate to get to the level, and it's all in Japanese, so it makes no sense. You don't know what yeah. you're doing. Also, there's some kind of headset with a microphone that was, was broken. That yeah. was broken, but I think you're supposed to be like you're probably supposed to be able to like speak to your other team members or something. Yeah, I wondered. I was I was like, do I need to put this headset on and like move my head, and that'll move me? It also looked like there was some that. kind of 3D effect. Like there was probably at like some maybe point they were shades, 3D glasses. Yeah. yeah. Because you could put it into 3D mode, and then it would get blurry. Like, if you took your glasses off at a 3D movie, it looked exactly like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. That's that one was strange. strange. It, it looked really good, and like the, the it was a premium cabinet. So that, that one and the Silent Hill one both had like metal keypads on it that I imagine were to put in a code if you were saving your progress or something. Oh, yeah. Probably. No, I did see the metal. And I messed with the metal keypad because I was trying to figure out how to move. There was another game. It was Left 4 Dead, so most people know what that is. That's a Valve game. But it had a mouse, right? Yeah, it had, yeah, it had a mouse. mouse. And it had this weird, like, joystick controller. But once again, it was it was all in Japanese, strangely enough, because that it's a U.S.-developed game originally. I guess don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it's it's at least it's made... It's it's a Western developed game at well, least I will say it's that. Valve. I mean Valve made it the same guys. But it, it uh, tons of menus and I couldn't even get to the actual gameplay because I would go through all the menus and I would get to the final thing where I thought I was supposed to select what I was supposed to do to to start playing and there this clock would appear and it would just tick down tick down nothing would allow, allow me to click it and then when the time ran out it would go back to the title screen so I couldn't even get that game <laughs> to work. Jeez. But I sat down with it thinking, hey, I'm going to play some Left 4 Dead. I've never actually played this game before and uh, experienced this weird arcade with a mouse. Yeah. I mean, so that's true. An actual mouse, like a like a gaming mouse, like, you know, something you would see like a, a, a serious like PC gamer would have with like all the weird buttons on the side and everything. Yeah. The, I mean, the actual Left 4 Dead game is pretty good, but I don't know how that one works. I guess they it would be like playing it on PC, you know, sort of, but... The game that I played of Left 4 Dead is pretty straightforward. Like, it's, there's not really a whole lot. You just kind of start the game. You don't have to go through a lot of menus, so I don't know why they put all that stuff in there. But, yeah, we were there for, like, four or five hours, and I feel like I only played, like, 10% of the games that were there. Definitely like to go back and try to dedicate more time to the other ones. Yeah, I when I first walked in, I kind of took a... I, I put my phone up in the air and took, like, a picture of everything just inside of the entrance, thinking that this huge wall of... Arcades was all that all that they had, and it was already very impressive. But that was only like maybe half of what they had total in the whole building in that main room. But uh, 
when I was looking at the picture later, I saw Altered Beast, and I was a little disappointed I didn't play Altered Beast. Yeah, I didn't even see Altered Beast. I, mean, I didn't even see it anywhere. Well, it was there, and it's possible maybe that it was off, because there were a lot of random arcades that just probably were down for repair. One game I played uh, that I haven't really, I wasn't able to really play it growing up when I saw it, uh, Silent Scope games. If I remember correctly, those were like 75 cent games. The yeah, they were expensive. They were like a dollar, a lot of them were. So I never really played it. Um, I watched other people play it, but you couldn't really get the same experience watching because of the way that unique controller that's on that. Because there's like a little, if you've ever played this game, it's got like a screen within the thing that you aim. Yeah, you play through the scope. That's, that's the name, Silent Scope. Yeah, it's quite, It's kind of quiet. But uh, that game's fun. I played it for a little while. Yeah. Shot some men in black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw they had like Area 51 there. I played that one. Um there were some people playing House of the Dead, so I didn't get to play that one. But I've played like dual, dual gun there before since everything's free play, so you can just go crazy and just be like ah, just shooting everybody. Gotta love the dual guns, man. There was a, they had a, they had a Resident Evil game there, like the Japanese one, the Biohazard, but it didn't work. I, I tried to play it a couple times, but I couldn't get it to work. That one looked fun. It was like a light gun type thing. Probably not like the um, Umbrella Chronicles right. or anything like that, but. Still, it could have been. I don't know. Who knows? Tapper was there. I didn't play Tapper, but Jeff yeah. said that a little bit. I didn't play Tapper either, but I've played Tapper many times. I have times. played Tapper. So I don't, I don't. didn't think I needed to. I, I tried to play stuff that they have that nobody else has, you know? So I was trying to stay away from stuff that I could play at other places. I guess that's why I didn't play Why I didn't play Mario Kart. And I just, I just didn't get around to it. But I played it. I played it a bunch. There was a Paperboy game that had a very strange controller. I'm trying to remember. Was it a bike? <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it actually was. It was like a bike. It was a whole bike, but you had to control it by, with the tires. No, there were no tires, but it was just kind of like bike handlebars, I think. Sort of like miniature bike handlebars were the controls, if I remember correctly. With a miniature horn. Oh, there's a little miniature beep beep. Galloping Ghost, nearly 500 arcades under one roof. And yeah. according to Google, when I looked at it today earlier, largest arcade in the U.S., so that's kind of cool. We were at the largest arcade in the U.S. and we didn't even know it. Yeah. Well, I knew it was big. I didn't know it was the largest one. At least the, the uh, most games under one roof, I think, is kind of what they're implying. Like oh, most sure. Classic. Per, per capita arcades. or whatever. Uh, yeah. Because surely there's larger flora plan arcades elsewhere. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, these things, these games are really packed in there. I mean, they were maximizing every available interest space they had and had some strategic uh, spots left where you, there were little aisles that you could walk through. Um, yeah, it was very mazy. And a lot of them, there was not a whole lot of space in between you and the... Uh, the next machine. In between the two arcades, or the arcade and the wall. Like, when I played Mortal Kombat 1, I had to, like, really skinny my way in there. <laughs> like, really not much space at all. Also, I mean, if you saw someone playing an arcade, it kind of had that... Kind of like if you go into the bathroom and you're not supposed to use the urinal next to someone else if there's more urinals free... Kind of felt like that with the arcades. Like, I'd see someone playing an arcade, and I wouldn't want to be that person to walk and start playing the arcade directly next to them. Oh, and then, like, yeah. there'd be this huge line of no arcades being played, and then you choose to play the one right next to them. So, I found myself, like, subconsciously avoiding arcades that were right next to people. I did that. I played the whip game right next to the people that were playing Silent Hill. Oh, yeah. Because I kind of wanted to see what was going on in the Silent Hill one. So, I just went there and, you know, whipped the nay nay and all that. <laughs> so i do wish there would have been music there were no music games yeah there wasn't there wasn't really any but i guess most of the arcades were from you know mid 90s and before so 
you didn't really there get was the... newer stuff i was really impressed to see the f-zero game there like i said if from the 2000s you know i always thought that one would be too new but it's so cool that they had it didn't think i'd ever see it that one was completely in japanese too so it's like trying to like show you what to do and it like shows like the step and it like points to it and it's all japanese i don't know if it means like don't touch that or don't try to step off while you're while you're playing. I don't know. We have uh, I have the amiibo here, the uh, completely side thing. I have the Animal Crossing KK here. We do another live unboxing. Let's do it. Uh, Let's do another unboxing. Got a KK on his fucking stump. Well, we always do unboxings every time we're doing these these uh, live ones or these word together ones. So here we go. Listen to that three pack ripping open. Oh, you can hear that. You can hear the cardboard separating from the plastic. Okay, it's done. Listen to it. I can hear it and see it. Now I have three more amiibos that I don't know what to do with. Or amiibo. It's amiibo. Well, let's be honest. Only one of those really matters. (laughs) (laughs) Not Cyrus and Reese? Yeah, I don't even know what they do. Are they the ones that make clothes? They're the resale shop. In oh, okay. uh, New Leaf, in the recycle shop or whatever, they, they you know where they pay you more. And this guy Cyrus, he's the one he alters furniture for you. Oh, if you find a specific type of furniture, he can like change the pattern on it. And she's the one who she'll like sell stuff for you. And but they'll but they'll pay more for certain things, you know, if they're if they're wanting wanting it. The coolest. Wow, these have some actual like sharp edges on them. These he sees the shit with his little guitar. Feel his feel his ears. Those are sharp. <laughs> Doesn't uh, seem safe for a child. Oh yeah, it's like oh look, right in the eye. That's a those are stabby amiibo. Oh yeah, this could probably cut you. You hear that? That's sharp. That's the sound of sharpness. Sharp. Through the mic. So you got the good mic. You can hear sharpness. <laughs> it, it, yes, it hears sharpness. So what do we got coming up after this? Like, uh, what's a paper? What is it? Paper Mario Color Splash is like only like a week away. Yeah. And if you, uh, there were some people who actually got apparently got it early, which I kind yeah, of, I was trying to remember if we had talked about that. I don't think we've talked. We about didn't that. talk about it because it just happened a few days ago. Yeah, if so, if you had downloaded the game, the preloaded version, so that you could play it as soon as it became available. Someone at Nintendo goofed, and I don't know how. I think one of the theories is that it was for developers, maybe or for, no review copies. There we go. It was like maybe for like reviewers, but uh, yeah, it became available to play early for anyone who had it preloaded. So there's some people out there that are already playing this game. I figured it was just a glitch in the system that it just that it just got released too early. You know, like it just like okayed it like way before it should have been okayed. That's crazy though. But yeah, it's really it's it's around the corner. It's a it's a week from this Friday, so it's a week from this for a couple days from today. And I have a feeling we'll be talking about it a little bit. I plan on getting in. I don't know if you plan. You plan on getting it? I, I I'm still like undecided on. You're it. on the fence. I think it looks really pretty. I mean, I'll probably end up getting it, but I don't know. Six star really burned me, so I'm, it's, I'm I'm very hesitant on it. Well, it's a last big Wii release other than Breath of the Wild. So yeah. Let's hope that ukulele. Yeah, you got ukulele. Still, they're saying quarter one of 2017. It may come out. It may, it may come out for the Wii U, but. I don't know. There's going to be a lot going on by the time Ukulele shows up, if things go according to what Nintendo's saying. Well, they did say that they weren't making an NX version. Yeah, so they were not developing one. Yeah, they probably wanted it to actually be a real system before they put games on it. 
<laughs> you know, they wanted to actually see some stuff about it. There was some other, I don't know, there was, there was some other, like, meeting that's happening that people think is something. I don't think it's anything. We'll oh, a floor of the uh, yeah. Nintendo headquarters in New York City. Yeah. It's completely rented off for... I doubt that that would be it. It's probably... The thing is, is we're probably just not going to hear anything ever about it again. And we're just gonna we're just gonna kill ourselves with boredom from not knowing it. I don't know. We're just gonna all go crazy because we won't know what it is. We're gonna know who our next president is before we know anything about the amiibo. <laughs> unfortunately, I think or the amiibos. Yeah, I think Nintendo's the, waiting. The that. I think Nintendo's waiting that out before they announce the annex. They want to see who wins. It's like, well, if this person wins, we're probably not gonna drop it. But if they do, then maybe we will. We're waiting to see the outcome because they may they may just flee the they may flee the planet. I did read that their that production had begun on them. But that's just another internet rumor based well, on Foxconn. Could say, anybody could say the production had begun on it. Well, it would, it would make, it Foxconn would leaks a lot of a lot of stuff leaks out of Foxconn, and that's one of the facilities that's making NXs. So we're probably going to hear something from them. Uh, we already kind of have that that they've started making. They started getting them ready. I don't know how. I know with games and stuff, you can manufacture them a little later. A little closer to release date, but I imagine with hardware, you gotta get that. You gotta get that going several months in advance. Oh sure, yeah. I don't know. Hoping we know. Maybe that'll be our Christmas gift from Nintendo. We'll be like, here, here's some news. Here, we're releasing this. What when we're all like, you know, playing those NES classics, right? And those are supposed to be coming out, you know, in a month, a little over a month. Yeah, they still haven't gone to pre-sale yet. Nope. I I don't know. I guess maybe they will in November. I'm gonna buy so many of those. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to buy gifts. Gift I was going to buy like four of them, yeah. That was my plan. I'm going to buy two. If I can get If I can. Get if I, can. I was going to get one for each for each family for Christmas for all of my siblings' families. Get them playing them classic games. Yeah, which, you know, I think I think some of them listen to this, so they probably already know. Sorry, now you know what you're getting. Dope! Uh, well, I know for a fact my mom doesn't listen to this. She's the one I wanted to buy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess that's simple for this one. This this episode this week. Been your host, Trey Johnson. Jeremy Mikowski. And we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week.